this is a re-record of the uh, first reflection on Zephaniah. Um, I apologize. The audio was really bad. So hopefully it'll be better this time. Um, Zephaniah was a prophet who was vigilant to keep worship pure and to root out any belief and practice that did not accord with the ancient Jerusalem priesthood. The people of Zephaniah's time were worshiping false gods and needed to convert, which literally means turn back to God. In this season of Advent, what are my false false gods during this time? What is taking me away from the truth of Christmas in this Advent season? In my preparation for Christmas, all the shopping, cooking, decorating, wrapping, delivering, cleaning, Christmas card writing, and my favorite, spending a small fortune in mailing it all. How will I allow Jesus to be in my midst? Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord God is in your midst. When I met with Deacon John regarding this reflection, we spoke about the word midst. I didn't know until he pointed it out, midst means in the middle. Can you think of how Jesus is truly in our midst, midst today? God is everywhere. Do you hear this a lot? Do you ever reflect on this? If that's really the extent of what God wants to do in our lives, to only be vaguely present and, quote, everywhere? He wouldn't have become human, lived among us, tortured and slain, or felt the need to come to us in the Eucharist. How does he continue to be in our midst, in our middle? How does he continue to dwell within us? I'm a convert to Catholicism, and for me, being Catholic saved my life in Christ. I came from the God is everywhere belief but at the same time, never truly present. I seem to always be searching for the true presence of him in each church. I grew up as a Protestant, and in those churches we had communion possibly once a month. This was done in various different ways, sometimes given in tiny shots of grape juice and tiny crackers. There was nothing particularly divine about this. It was simply communion. We didn't kneel or have any specified reverence. We sat in our pews and it was delivered to us quite literally on a silver platter. Communion was normally done during special times, but never really talked about or explained. I gather it had been explained once, and that definition was supposed to be passed on, but I truly don't know the meaning of communion as it was growing up beyond a symbol. Sometimes it was called the Lord's Supper and would go even as far as calling it Holy Communion. Again, it was a ritual. Nothing more and nothing less. This, as you can imagine, was my understanding when we approached the section on the Eucharist in the RCIA classes I attended to become Catholic. I glossed over the topic initially because... I was brought up as a Christian, and in Christian churches, my father is a Methodist minister. I was under the impression that we are all Christians, and we're just, we are all worshiping the same person, Jesus. 
but maybe just in different ways. My mindset was, as long as you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you pick the church that suited your interests or your personal choices or your, where your friends go, or you go where your family takes you. I didn't realize it then, but my decision-making actually had little to do with Jesus because he seemed to be, quote, everywhere, as stated before. So honestly, I thought, why do I need to learn about being another type of Christian, being Catholic, with the eight to nine months of RCIA? I was already a baptized Christian. This process was clearly for those other people who maybe didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus, like I thought, and biblical knowledge, like I did, or so I thought I did. Well, I can tell you my mind was blown and still is by what I learned through the RCIA process. Before, in the Protestant faith, I vaguely knew of the founder of the church that I was a part of back then. I respected him as a great man in far-off history, kind of like a George Washington of sorts, a man who founded a church and a way to worship that I practiced at the time. When we were told in RCIA who the founder of this church, the Catholic Church, was and is, I couldn't believe my ears. And I also couldn't believe that I hadn't heard it before. Jesus is the founder of this church, and he is here in our midst. He's in the Eucharist, the same Savior that was foretold to the people in the reading from Zephaniah, who were in need of comfort and conversion, those people, and now we are told. During our year of RCIA and RCIC for our daughter, she started attending St. Michael's School. She was going to Mass twice a week with her class, and I decided to go too. For a while, I would sit in angst during communion like a child when they're not allowed to do what everyone else is doing. I saw no difference at the time between the Eucharist and what I had received before in communion of other churches. After a while of sitting in angst, I would go up with everyone else despite initial embarrassment, which was also a gift. I needed that humility, you see. I would go up with arms crossed and receive a blessing but no communion. So as time went on, instead of sitting in angst, I became to sit in wonder and in awe of what was taking place. The ability to have that time of non-participating was a gift and allowed me to be intellectually and spiritually ready to accept the Eucharist and Jesus in the most intimate way possible. In all of my Christian churches before, communion was a symbol, and I was trying to place it there again. But I began to ask myself, what, what did I receive before in those other churches? Where was Jesus in the Eucharist there? The clear answer is he wasn't. Before, I received only the counterfeit the imitation of what we as Catholics have the opportunity 
to receive. Jesus is here, fully present in the Eucharist. Just one of the many gifts given to us by Jesus in his church. The Eucharist is not just a representation of Jesus or a symbol, like formerly known as Jesus, but now it's a symbol. The Eucharist is Jesus. What more do we need? This Advent, as we remember the first coming and prepare or reconvert ourselves for the second, let us observe the middle coming of Christ in the Eucharist, how he is coming to us here and now. Let us allow the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist to transform us more perfectly in union with him. Jesus, who is truly present in our midst, truly in our middle. We'll leave you with a quote from St. Maximilian Kolbe. God dwells in our midst in the blessed sacrament of the altar. He remains among us until the end of the world. He dwells on so many altars, though so often offended and profaned. Thank you for listening.